I figured it out. Okay, <laughs> I saw it. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. It looks Kevin like wasn't it's sure. Calm down, Kevin. Wasn't sure either. Jeez. I wasn't sure either. Y'all calling me out? Nobody's sorry. jumping on you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really. Uh... <laughs> I didn't know either. I just knew before you guys because I heard of them before. Because I, I like thought about it when I was listening to the song, and I was like. I bet you it's. I bet you it's just black. I bet you it's just black. Don't say six lakh, otherwise Kevin's gonna laugh at you again and call you a fucking idiot. <laughs> Don't worry, he already he already asked me. Oh good. <laughs> and then I. What do you mean? What do you mean, RZA? Here. Fucking moron. <laughs> no, no, that was great though. That was. That was, that was... <laughs> Not exactly radio. Hey, happy new year. It is 2021. That's right. 2020 is finally over. That means things can be back to good times again, right? Is that what that means? That's yeah, it just flips the switch. Just flip that's it. That's it. As soon as it turns midnight, everything is done for that year. It all stays in that year, and now we can live on. Anyways, hey, what's up? It's me. Live Moss. Live a live, live Moss mentality. It's me, one of your hosts, Benny K, and Tony. Live Moss mentality, Tony. Taco Bell, give me some money. <laughs> live Moss mentality, Tony. And of course, <laughs> Mr. Kevin Gesme with us. You know, they got the nacho fries back, and if there's ever been a reason to go to Taco Bell, it's when they nacho periodically fries. put that back on the menu. That's fair. You know, I've never had them before, so maybe I should go over there and try them out. Either way. Well, it's, yeah, it's really for the taco fries, season that they fries. put on top. <laughs> <laughs> Those cheaters. But the fries, they, they are delicious, though. Like, I remember, I think I had them once. And they're like, I don't know what it is about the crisp of those fries and, like, the potatoiness of those fries. They're not even like, I, I don't even think they're, are they real potatoes? They don't feel like, they feel like too good to be real potatoes. Potatoes. Are oh, it's the food. Yeah. Well, then. Either way, how, how before we before we do it, before we get into this, we got some new music, obviously, that we're going to be talking about today. But how was your New Year's? What did you what did you all do for New Year's? Kevin, go. Uh, drank to try and forget the year of 2020, uh, I guess, really. And, and it's, I don't know. It was it was a not a not a big blowout, but. You know, it, it was it was a New Year's Eve party as much as a New Year's Eve party could be. Hey, that's all right. Around. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Tony, what about you, man? Favorite Brothers always do a New Year's Eve show in their hometown of Charlotte. Um, this year, that was a little harder. So they uh, webcasted all that. Or, well, like Nugs TV. That's the uh, website. If you want to watch a live show, they uh, record or they uh, do live shows in 4K. Looks awesome. Uh, but anyways, we uh, purchased that, and so it was like Avid Brothers and Friends, so it was a bunch of other bands that do kind of that folk revival, or like, obviously their influences like Willie Nelson, their father even did a song, a couple other uh, older folk singers, you could just tell by the way they looked, because I never heard of them, because they're probably <laughs> all like, you know, native to North Carolina, but mm -hmm. uh, it was really cool to just have all these different uh, artists, it was kind of like a small uh palooza 
And then uh, they went to the barn, and then it was just the two bros, and they counted us out to midnight, did a bunch of acoustic, did a, like, 30-minute acoustic set. It was a really cool experience, and uh, my wife loves them, so she was very happy. I was very drunk. Yeah, that's, hell yeah, dude. I mean, what can you ask for a New Year's? Especially, like, a safe one, a safe one like this year, where, like, you're, you're not able to go out too much or anything. You guys are at home, chilling in your own furniture, laying into the couch, getting drunk, getting high doing your thing, watching some badass music. That seems like a good way to bring in the new year. I think I'm going to do that from now on. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife and I, uh, we stayed home. We ordered pizza. Okay, so first we ordered pizza, and we had a couple minutes, so we went to this uh, the bar that was next door just to grab a drink real quick and stay away from everybody. So we got in there, and they were celebrating like Irish New Year's, and it was it was still very safe. Uh, like everyone was separated, but then Irish New Year's is at 6 p.m. So we got Good. there. We got there like 15 minutes before the Irish New Year. And then we walked in and uh, we ordered a beer. And uh, then they're like, here's a shot of JMO or not a shot. It was it was Tully. It was a shot of Tully and some champagne. Get ready to toast in the Irish New Year. And they're like they called like some people from Ireland. They put them on this microphone. It was really cool. Everyone was wearing a mask. It was really cool. Um, but that was fun. Amber got a little buzz before, you know, we got our pizza. But uh, here we are. Uh, then we got home, and then uh, we just partied in our basement. We set up our beer pong table in our basement, and uh, we cleaned it up a little bit, played some music, and uh, rang in the new year together. Played some Among oh, Us yeah. with some friends, and it was pretty good. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, very exciting. Very exciting. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully a sign of things to come, because I think we all had some really good times uh, for New Year's. So hopefully, you know, 2021, let's do something cool with it. All right. So... Let's talk about music, of course, since this is called Not Exactly Radio. We talk about music primarily. Kevin, uh, probably one of your, what was this? What number uh, album was this for you? This came out at number 10 for me. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, the first season of Gorilla's Song Machine, Strange Times, uh, and the album that they put out back in uh, September to encapsulate all of it, but... This was a project that honestly ran through the entire year of uh, just singles that they were putting out. About They were about one every month there for a good stretch until June or July ran around. Yes, July 20th was the last one they did before they kind of took a break and collected all the songs and put them out together as okay. the album Strange Times. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Didn't they do something where it was like they released a song like once a month for this past year? Basically, so it started. Yes. The first one came out, uh, and we'll get to it as we go through everything. Uh, was at the end of January uh, last year, and if you follow them on YouTube, they put out a music video with each song that they dropped. So it was songs about once every month that they put something out. Uh, not keep repeating myself but uh <laughs> let, let's just uh crack into the album here yeah let's first we'll go out with the features list so yeah they did a track with like basically as classic gorillas too they you know they always have a feature on their track um it, i mean it works awesome um the formula uh of mm-hmm. feature uh unique vocal on each of your tracks singing along with you and it pretty much creates its own hook every time. But uh, so let's go through 
Yes, we got Robert Smith from the Cure. We got Beck. We got Lee John, Schoolboy Q, St. Vincent, Black, Elton John, Georgia, yeah. Peter Hook, Octian, Kano, and Annie Arias, Fatumata Diawara, Slaves, Slothai, Earth Gang, Jonas Policewoman, Gold Link, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, Moonchild, Sinelli, Chai, JPEG Mafia, Skepta, and Tony Allen. So we got Look. about. 30 different artists working on this album. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and, and to, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. What were you going to say, Kevin? So the, entire, the entire idea was uh, David Alburn, he, he was for Gorillaz now, he's kind of moved into the fact that everything's like really moving towards collaboration uh, in pop music. Like, Very much so. If you look at like the top 40 probably somewhere around 80 percent of the songs are somebody featuring somebody else so mm-hmm. like that just where he saw it way back when where pop music was moving and it's what he really wanted to do here and what he said for this project is he wanted it to be less concept driven like his uh last two albums were with gorillas uh so they could really go all over the place in terms of everything that they wanted to do. And uh, and part of that is why it's, I'm going to say it's interesting for the sake of we're not outdated, but that's also why us doing this format of the show covering albums and stuff can get tricky at times because music is moving mm-hmm. much more to like when we make album of the years at the end of the year, sometimes it is hard. Cause it's like, okay, what albums did I enjoy? I enjoyed a lot of singles, a lot of couple songs right. from these guys, because you know, it, it like, uh, it's hard for musicians though. Like, how would you stay fresh with just your band for, you know, entire sections of music when right now it's so much easier to collab. Like it's easier than ever to collaborate. And then also you get this unique sound for every track. Well, I also like to think of it this way. When we when we look at albums, Tony likes to yell at us if we pick an album that's over an hour long. So I know like <laughs> <laughs> So I know like yeah. I know but I like agree I agree with it, Tony. I didn't mean to just single yell well, no, there I know. too. <laughs> well, like because well, I was gonna say, like all my favorites I put on this last list, three of them would have counted as like EPs. I mean, even Black right. Thoughts, some are calling it like an EP because it's like only 35 minutes. I mean, it's still 12 tracks though, so that's an album to me yeah for sure um, <laughs> but uh but yeah like sh- shorter and sweeter and like i've always kind of been we've yeah as you said we've talked about that theme before but i feel especially now because it's like there's so much other music i could be listening to right now so if you're asking mm-hmm. me for an hour of my time right now <laughs> uh it better be worth it right for sure and for if sure. it's not and if it's not i'm gonna be thinking it the whole time the last 25 <laughs> minutes of an album going like uh guys you should have ended your set wrap this up. Ago. <laughs> i think that also yeah i think that also makes people a little bit more nitpicky about albums themselves because they could find the things that kind of like just take up space on an album that shouldn't even be on an album oh yeah but uh i but mean I, especially I, oh oh I was gonna, go ahead just raise my hand sure sure okay <laughs> i was gonna say like it's a lot easier it's a lot easier like especially when you have things like spotify which we primarily use to get our music or listen to our albums and stuff like that where you can just like pick a song at a time instead of actually like what they used to do is like put on a vinyl and then you would have to listen to that or put in a CD player, you know, you, you get that whole thing there. But so I, I think, you know, 
the the lack of being able to pay attention for a whole hour without like it, it takes it takes a lot to do that so i can see why we yeah. have trouble with that yeah you got to think about your boys with add and then also <laughs> adult onset which almost everybody has now mm-hmm. uh thanks to uh smartphones but uh <laughs> yeah because like for instance like two of my favorite genres punk and hip-hop i just pick apart a new album from my favorite artist. I tend to just listen to the whole thing a couple times and be like, all right, these are my five faves. And then mm-hmm. like at the end of the year, I have to go back and be like, was that really awesome? <laughs> you know, kind of <laughs> stuff. Uh, like, you know, for instance, like bad cop, bad cop. I listen yeah. to like the three or four tracks pursuit of Liberty, which I showed you and then a couple of other ones all year, but not the whole album. And then I had to go back and be like, Oh yeah, it was kick ass. Anyways, <laughs> I'll go back to those three, four songs. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, I'm, I'm also guilty of that. So let's let's get into it. Do you want to get this going here? So let, let's think about yeah. our favorite songs. Uh, so we, we go ahead. So we went with this one because, as we were discussing, I think why it only hit ten for Kevin is because it was kind of cheating. <laughs> it's <laughs> technically an album at the end, but at the same time, kind of cheating. Um, but and then also uh, when we were checking out our Spotify podcast stats, we saw a lot of you fans, a lot of you listeners out here really like this one. And it's because mm-hmm. it's really good. So now we had to retroactively go back. So this is for the fans, man. <laughs> this is um, so fans. strange times. Speaking of fans, uh, Robert Smith. I like the Cure. Oh, you guys like the Cure? You guys like the Cure? Cure's good. It, it makes sense for this song too because it has that. Oh, sorry, Kevin. This is kind of your thing. Go ahead, do it. Oh no. Uh, so I go in and out of my love of the Cure, like. Sometimes I'm really into the cure, and other times I'm like, "All oh, this music sucks." And oh, they're cornball. <laughs> That's one thing to accept. They are cornball. Uh, but it, it was a bucket list feature for uh, Damon. Uh, he mentioned it in an interview uh, because the Cure is just like one of the bands that has influenced him the most in his entire. Uh, and what I wrote down for this is that this was the first song machine track to be recorded during the pandemic. Uh, Gorillas have always been a politically conscious band and coming out and reflecting on the state of things as they are and then making the first track and uh, this to be the album title. It kind of really sums everything up about where they were at this time. Uh, and it and it's silly, mentioned but it's that, in such a like Gorillas way. With the oh, yes. Z at the end, for for some reason, it just feels calling it string times. <laughs> uh, Damon mentioned that uh, Robert came up with the title; that he was the one who uh, when he like gave him the demos for what they were writing. He's the one who came up with the chorus for everything, and then uh, Elburn just put the Z on the end. Yeah. Um... And we are playing it now because we, we are started yet. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, what we are. Are. <laughs> but here is Strange Times. I, I think, uh, you know, it, it's when I first heard that Robert Smith was on it, I forgot that he was with The Cure and I thought he was with The Smiths and I was going to be really mad about this uh. track. But then I was like, oh, wait, no, never mind. That's my bad. That's, re- that's my bad. That's my bad. I forgot. It's only like that fucking, who's that fucking asshole? Morrissey? That's it. Morrissey. Yeah. Um, it is really weird uh, that, like, they're like a part of the collection of that uh new wave goth rock that came out in the 80s yeah. and that he's robert smith but he's not a part of the band the smiths that- I know. <laughs> so, I, so i almost got mad i almost got mad i didn't do it but I, if you listen to this song 
uh, it definitely has that cure kind of feel mixed with that gorilla's feel, and I mean, that's obviously what they were going for. But like, you have that weird gothy vibe with like the low tones and that xylophone that sounds really creepy in the background. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's it's really well done. And I, th I think like I warmed up with the track after I found out that he was from the cure and not the Smiths. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, fun thing I did with every track too is play what game, or play the game of what unique instruments taking the lead mm. like what you know basically what is the lead instrument in each track because it tends to be different unless so like this one we got that xylophone lead yeah that just yeah that just takes you through the whole thing and makes you feel like you're like descending into some type of fun house or like you know upside down world or going down into the animated world of the gorillas mm -hmm. how about that absolutely i, I mean it it feels like we're descending the song yeah. too. I do want to point. Oh, out. I see the uh, uh, music video that they put out is them going to the moon. So like, I have the exact opposite. It's ascending. It's them going to space. Oh, and it's, very, it's, and it's very, and it's very, it's very spacey. They, I mean, apparently they feel it's ascending too. <laughs> I feel it's still descending. I don't know. I've been playing a lot of Doom. I've been going down to hell. <laughs> Trying to find Ronald you Reagan. It's fine. for that one first, right? Doom Eternal, fucking great game, um, but not for Ben. Uh, <laughs> poor guy, motion sickness. I have to play with it again to see if I can actually maybe at least attempt to try to play it. Like I'm maybe weird, I know it overwhelms just too. Um, oh, shout out to Evan from Peshtigo. <laughs> dressing up like Robert Smith for uh, for Christmas for Halloween. I honestly think yeah, that yeah. uh Peshtigo, Evan in particular, probably like this entire album with how uh how the genre like I don't know what you want to call this genre, but like the weird the weird it helps that the cure isn't uh, dealing with this one, but like the, even the rest of the tracks are more the same of that weird uh pop uh sort of goth-ish and it has like that retro dream 80s pop. kind of thing. Dream pop. I couldn't think dream of that fucking but yeah, I think I think uh, uh, he would really get a kick out of this. There's very much the vibes there, just the synths in general, which yeah. your boy's working on becoming a synth boy, so like, I really do enjoy that. This is, a, that's the other thing is, uh, like, I really like a lot of these tracks, and I'll keep going to them just while I try to learn how to play music. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of the shit they're doing here, honestly. Um, this is the, again, the stuff that's getting me really interested in. By extension, us, because we never do anything alone. Dudes rock. The boys Dude's stick rock, together. Rock. Yeah. Uh, but oh, well. uh, but are we ready to go into the Valley of Pagans? Because this is another one of my favorites. Despite it having Beck. No, I like Beck. <laughs> I, I just... He's also somebody I would never really listen to an album from. That's the thing. I think this is one of my favorite tracks as well because of Beck. I think... I, I don't know. I think... He, he if got I owned a there. gentrified coffee shop, I feel I would like Beck albums. That's the thing. <laughs> it feels like gentrification to like like an entire Beck album. <laughs> well, it's like it's like he he drew me in with. I, I mean, that's the big their biggest hit, but I guess maybe not anymore. But like when Loser came out back in the '90s and stuff like that, I was like oh, totally into track. that. Yeah, great track, and I think I like stuck around with that. And like the way he was able to change his sound throughout the years and almost become. He actually like he modernized himself uh, with his more recent albums, and I thought that was interesting that he was able to do that because like a lot of people stick in their own ways 
but going from the 90s to 2020 and still finding a way to be modern is very interesting. And I think, you know, that's just Beck. I guess I shouldn't even, I should be talking about this track here. Can uh, we talk about a thousand Viagra tablets? <laughs> talk about a boner. That's a. Uh... Well, and that's the thing. So the video takes place in GTA 5. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Like, that's how they did this music video. Uh, and it's kind of clever in that that whole game is like the hyper cynical version of materialism. And that's exactly what Beck and 2D are singing tug in cheek about here. Yeah. I would say this album, it kind of like goes through a lot of uh, different, it, it kind of, it, it's two main things are like drug addiction and then like failed relationships is basically this whole entire album. And, uh, and I don't know, this one is kind of interesting because I'm trying to think of a line, oh, the line here. Uh, yeah, because the chorus, because it's like, it's so good to have a perfect song and it's so good to be in total control. It's like talking about that addiction there it's 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 pretty interesting but it's like definitely fun way. i feel i feel it being facetious too where it's like yep it's so good to be in soto control that's when the fucking yeah. thing i'm thinking when i'm drunk and high like where it's like i am not in total control at all i just really <laughs> no. think i am i like to i like to think i am it's like yeah i'm in total control and it's like what are you mumbling are you gonna be okay <laughs> Um, um, the again, also talk about kick-ass leads. I gotta point out the synth lead in this one is great. With the dun, 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 just oh, it's it super fun. You, it makes you want to dance. Yeah, just, just, just that instrument alone. So I think that I think that really heightens that whole sensation of like when you are drunk and you say like you have total control. And this is more of like a. It's more like the instruments are saying, like, yeah, okay, buddy, you're doing great. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the last thing I want to say about, like, this song uh, is I bet that Matthew McConaughey really likes this song. That's it. <laughs> so so you have to explain that one to me because I yeah, saw that, that one here. That's, 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 that's only, because, <laughs> oh, it's only because Beck during the bridge says, I feel all right, all right, all right. He says all right like a bunch of times. All right, that's great. That was it. That was all I'm was. for it. I'm for it. <laughs> Um, I need. I mean, I need. I need a uh, Linda Belcher and uh, McConaughey collab with a song called "All Right." <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> all right. See it, just going back and forth. Yep, I need a collab yeah. there. All right, uh, let's resume because I. Uh, this is definitely a victim of. Uh, I don't recognize it by song title, so I have to hear it anyways. The Lost Chord. <laughs> the Lost Chord, yeah. That's a, that's the thing. This is kind of where we talk about, like, I'll get to that when we, we talk about a, a track later on, but, like, this is where we, this is where they really start driving the whole addiction thing. And and uh, it, it sounds like it sounds like something from like a, a horror movie, like that's in space, like in that beginning there with that uh, that synth that's kind of like very prominent and it's like just driving into what the song is going to be, and then it turns into like a chill song, and then it, it's just <laughs> all I had to say about it is like it's a really chill way to talk about addiction, like it sounds so yeah. sexy. It's like one of those things where like <laughs> you're you're in control but you're not in control, but this is making you feel like you're in control, but you're definitely not in control. This is obviously uh, what's their names again? Albarn and uh, the other guy. Come on, Kevin, help me out. Uh, Jamie Hewlett. 
Okay. Oh. It's obviously them listening to YouTube's uh, lo-fi. Oh, yeah. Needs, <laughs> and this is what they came out of it. Uh, like, it's great. But it just reminds me of those uh, lo-fi hip-hop YouTube playlists. Yeah, I can Building see that. a song out of that. Uh, it, it, it's very much got the uh, Plastic Beach vibe uh, to me. And it was kind of then reconfirmed in the fact that the video has them go back to Plastic Beach. Uh, if you're familiar with that album at all. But, like, it's it's... The so the entire thing of Plastic Beach is like kind of uh, uh, environmentalism by way of like everything's being apocalyptic. So like when you're saying sexy addiction here, uh, that's kind of like the whole vibe of that entire album. Uh, and I just think this is great. Like this is easily, uh, but also like this was the first time when I was listening through the album where like if you weren't following the videos. This is like the first note saying that we're going to be all over the place in terms of all the sounds that are going to be on the album. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm ready to continue. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Journey. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> um, need a, need, a work in need progress. Another, yeah, I need another boy. There we go. go. I got all right. you. All right. All right. All right. So Enjoy this. Is Enjoy this a lot. Uh, right away, I got yeah. to think about Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Waiting okay. to Ramona about Puckman. His go-to <laughs> move, flirting with women. Yeah, I was going to say, like... Everyone's, go everyone's got to have at least one interesting fact uh, in the chamber. Like, something you can always go to to impress people with. Uh, for me, yeah, this, this is the is... most gorilla song on the album. Like yeah. this felt like a last lost track from Demon Days, where it's just like this. This could appear anywhere in the discography, and it fit perfectly. Yeah, and wow. I, I I like when you and I'm gonna let Ben go first, or Ben go next, <laughs> not first. But I I, I, I got you, boy. Uh, Sorry, I should have raised my thing hand. Is when you create a title like uh, that's like very culturally like most people know what pac-man is mm-hmm. you gotta make it sound like this and this sounds like a, a beat that pac-man would play to the they they found a really good uh that this part right here that feels like it's in Pac-Man. yeah i i like how like the first half of the song is just uh um, um god what the fuck's his name uh, T, uh fucking 2d thank you oh god i'm in the wrong song here jesus christ so 2d he's like pretty much all over the first half of the song and i i love how they can take a game like pac-man and take it to like a deeper level as far as like some sort of meaning we're like what can be a simple game for somebody who's playing might be chaos for the protagonist in the game because like this song reminds me of pac-man obviously because it's called pac-man but then also like when you're playing pac-man um when you're playing Pac-Man, you have to like, you know, collect all these things and then not get eaten by ghosts. And then when you're done, you have to just do it over again and again and again. And it's like there's no like end to it. And it's just like that that feeling that Pac-Man has in those games is like brought together in this song. And I think that's just very interesting. Um Schoolboy accused. Go ahead. Yeah, we're coming up to that part where okay. when they all bring right. in Schoolboy, it's like the hardest thing ever. Oh just yeah, just the way he. Oh, it just makes me every time like you know start slamming my head. But 
the follow-up verse it, it, it doesn't match the same energy as this beginning part though which mm. i'm just like that's the part i'm obsessed with on this track um it's just coming up so that's why i had to pause it just because I... the way they well, I get yeah, it. It's like it's every, like it's, every time you have to be the head bobbing cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like it's like a, it's like two different songs almost, but it's on the same beat, you know. Like 2D does his thing in the beginning there, where it's like it really brings the song together, and then all of a sudden you get this punch thrown at you by Schoolboy Q with his with his lyrics, and like everything is like so deep in his lyrics, kind of talking about like real life and like how uh it's it's not it's not always great for black america obviously and then like the line that really tops it off is right at the end after saying everything uh he said you didn't it's like it's so simple but yet so awesome it's like you died and still ain't living and that just like that besides like being something itself uh it connects really well with pac-man where like you die but then you can keep coming back this way but then he has his own little tie to it with what he's singing there it's so it's fucking good it's so fucking good <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So it's definitely a, you know, it's a highlight. Yeah. Yeah. What you doing? Oh, I just kind of vibe in here with the song. I'm sorry. This is this is actually so normally normally we don't play the music when uh we're uh, doing the recordings, but and then like oh, it's it's just so fucking good. It is so good. That's so good. Look at that. Oh, God. And then just to end it with that sound. That's so good. So Schoolboy, who's just a fantastic rapper. And then we move into St. Vincent, who is yeah. fantastic at creating. Who just movies. might be the best comp to Gorillaz in terms of someone who does features just so well. And it just makes me so happy that their song here is so good together. And it's it's a bop, and I love it. It's so It makes me feel all warm in my tummy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting like we see we see like you go from schoolboy q and then all of a sudden saint vincent it's like two different uh, levels of chaos right there and then you it's just so interesting how you can jump from one to this one like i'm not sure if they had like any rhyme or reason to put any track on this album or where they put it but like it was still it was still interesting just to hear schoolboy q and then go to saint vincent so that actually brings up an interesting thing uh this being the deluxe version it's just all of the songs together right what yeah. they did as like a promotional thing is they actually released four different vinyls each curated uh theoretically by each member of the band so like you can go out and get a vinyl of 2d's uh selections off the list so it's not going to have every song but it's his curation of uh season one and you get it for murdoch russell and for uh Poodle. just just the fact that it's just such a small part of this overall like great song is just that oh 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 part it easily yeah. could be played at miller park pfizer for whatever in between <laughs> shit like it's immediately uh you could play this to a whole crowd and you're gonna feel it yeah goddamn right mm. i love that this we can definitely that this is definitely that it's that song where yeah you, you, you're in between getting too drunk and just drunk enough. Oh yeah. So you're just kind of yeah. you're, you're you're just vibing. It's like that good buzz right there. Oh yeah, dude. Yep. It's when you got to take your uh, tums, your chalk tablet, to make sure your tummy doesn't get too uh, <laughs> upset. <laughs> yeah. Man, 
old. <laughs> Way too old. Uh, should we move on to one of the probably most looked forward to songs here? Then I'm sure we all have. Uh... Yes. Oh, the Pink Phantom. Yes. Yeah, so Elton John's on a track. So yeah, uh, kind of. <laughs> that kind of makes this essential listening. Well, just like it, it caught me off guard because when I first was running through it, I like heard it and I was like, okay, yeah, this makes sense to be on this album. And then all of a sudden, Elton John came in. I didn't know who it was. I'm like, this sounds like fucking Elton John. It just caught me off guard. The way he's able to the ver the chorus he does because he does chorus primarily. After after Black does his verse, it just it was such a different. It was like talking about Schoolboy Q and then going into that same same Vincent song. Uh, so like. But this time it's like in a song. It's just so, it's so good. His voice is so good. And I just have to say about um, Elton John himself, he was like, he's featured on a couple albums uh, last year that you didn't really expect. Uh, he did a song with Ozzy Osbourne last year. Um, and that was on 102.9 The Hog too. And I was like, I remember uh, since I do the morning show on Sunday mornings, uh, <laughs> I remember that song would play. I'd be like, I bet you never thought we'd hear Elton John on The Hog. Well, Ozzy Osbourne made it so. Um, so I, I think like I really like what he's done so far, like last year. Um, but yeah, another track he did, he did with Young Thug called High, which was awesome. Another one where he does kind of this thing where it's Elton John fucking singing, so it automatically <laughs> makes it a great track. And then you got another right. interesting, uh, unique talent with Young Thug. So that was another highlight. It's much like this one where it's two different voices that are very interesting playing with each other yeah yeah i say very complimentary too uh the and then for black to come in with is accenting in both His you know, it, it, those voices coming together like you hear them apart in the beginning of the song but then when they come together at the outro it just sounds it sounds great and they all complement each other like Kevin said but fucking insane yeah I like how we're just all I know like I hope, we, <laughs> I hope the listener I hope the listener gets used to that we're gonna fucking vibe just fucking vibe yeah I think it'd be rude to like skip so <laughs> oh no, I was always just about to type it in there for, well, uh, I, to uh, extrapolate on the point of this being a Elton John song, this, this is one of the complaints actually that I had back on like Humans and the Now Now is that the songs were very much feeling like the gorillas were guests on 
other people's tracks as opposed to the other way around. But I think one of the things that helped it out here this time around is that they didn't have it try and be some cohesive album. Uh, mm. At each song is kind of its just own single. Uh, the flaw for one thing actually turns out being a bonus here. Uh, yeah. All right. Now on to there. one of my favorite tracks, Ooh. which again mm-hmm. sounds exactly like. Ooh. It's weird that it's doing the intro there. <laughs> um. So, like, we're saying <laughs> that this was uh, uh, the gorilla sounding like it. Like, this is one of the few tracks where it doesn't sound like a gorilla song at all, but it's basically a New Order track. So it's like, oh no, they decided to sound like the guest who happens to be in one of the best bands ever. So, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, um, go ahead. Sorry, Tony, go ahead. No, no, you, you. Okay. Ahead. Okay, I'm gonna fill up empty space. <laughs> when I was when I was listening to the song, I'm like, you know, this is about like a little bit under halfway through the album, and I was like, yeah, this whole fucking album is very melancholy, like super fucking melancholy. Uh, but I do like the chorus, and like Peter Hook only has to sing "High Tide" over and over again. But like the way he does it, and like the way after the verses, it just sounds so badass. Like. Just that that constant voice, that, that that voice you might hear from Joy Division, that voice you might hear from New Order. It, it's in this track, and it's just I don't know. It makes it it makes it awesome. I love it. Um, uh, you know me, I'm a attention deficit boy, and I get impatient quick. So something that's lo-fi and relaxed like this uh, mm-hmm. might not always get my attention, but this just it makes it feel like it's beyond just a simple song. You know what I mean? Yeah, the the it, it, it evokes a whole ass mood, <laughs> you know. So that's yeah. what separates it from you know maybe another song that's on the same level of energy is just the way that uh, Peter Hook uh, and then obviously Bruno's talented as they are too. It's just it, it it really just feels like you can't help but have it evoke something when you listen to it, you know? Yeah. Well, then it was like uh, when Damon was writing this song, he put together this bass line and was just like, fuck, I've wrote a New Order song. So we sent off the demos to Peter Hook and it was like, hey, can you do something for this song? And then Peter Hook comes in and just records uh, the bass because he has a very particular sounding. And that's like really what informs this to me as being a very New Order song uh, is that he has a very distinct bass tone uh, and that's just this entire thing here and it's one of the things that I think really uh, elevates this from being just a mellow song yeah mm-hmm. yep yeah. Uh, kind of like uh, Tame Impala is another one that does that for me where yeah, yeah. Uh, they do uh, bass particular too they do that too or he does that too where it, like it's it, 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 it just listen to this, you know. <laughs> it evokes it, it such a mood that, uh, oh. that between the bass and everything the around it just yeah. Really, I really it's uh, one of the songs where I hope that New Order even puts this into their live sets because it would be great to see 
this live and not have to catch gorillas touring, which seems to be like an impossible thing for me to do in my life. Yeah. more that vibe there. Yeah. Done, so, yes. Um, well, on to uh, Friday the 13th, which came out on June 9th. Nice. That's six months. <laughs> nice. Uh, between this and a few weekend songs, I'm beginning to think that Coke isn't as fun as the 80s made it out to be. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. I like that. It's a good joke. <laughs> uh, that's really all I had to say. Like, I, I really, I really dig this song. Uh, it's, it's I, just. I like it. I also like uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how it matches the mood of a new order song, but then we move into like more of again lo-fi like hip-hop yet they complement each other so well that it, it, it you could say it's from the same group obviously not the same people but the same group. say it's a thing though i mean like they've been taking this whole album and just jumping back and forth on different genres whether it's like 80s 90s modern whatever you need like they they, they hit it and like they hit it well and they don't they don't make it boring and i think you know this is just another i don't want to say spoke in the wheel but like this is this is really keeping it going and i think it's really well done i just like yeah the introspection on it and just again you just feel like you're working through something and it don't know why it evokes the move of descending again for me but like mm -hmm. it's just going down into something you know trying to maybe get to the bottom of some truth yeah and i like that uh the guest here being octavian one of the great things that happened throughout the entirety of this album is that you were saying like you can either evoke 80s or 90s or something like modern like we're seeing both uh, classics and legends guesting on this thing but also yes. like new people that maybe you've not heard of or at least are new to me i'm sure somebody's like a huge octavian fan out there and is just yelling at me for like why don't you know this guy <laughs> well um, the problem is uh also we're dumbass americans <laughs> right that also helps because like octavian is french uh french uh, british. Uh, yeah french british relocating to london where he's now starting to you know make his rise uh which makes me uh which surprises me that stormzy isn't on this yeah because you know? between Storm that and then skepta there at the end like i would have been a perfect guy to grab for this album so i'm assuming storms is going to be on their next one because that just seems like an obvious I'd... duo right. maybe uh maybe it's one of those things where they couldn't either work out a time or it just didn't sound right so they're tabling the song or whatever um but yeah uh i really like dig the introspection on this one um and they're gonna continue that uh guess what it's another track of drugs. <laughs> guess what it's dead butterflies <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's like like I don't know how they're able to do this, but they're able to make like all these songs about you know failed relationships and drugs, and they make it sound good. Um, like my uh, maybe if we sat 
sat down with them, but one of my hypotheses is because you could probably connect it to what's going on. It kind of evokes a lot of the same feelings and stuff, at least, you know, like the isolation. And yeah. Not really being able to keep track of the days. <laughs> mm. um, a, lot of, a lot of time you know, to spend it, in your own head. Right. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So I, I I think it's one of those where I think, yeah, uh, it, it brings out a lot of those similar feelings of the shit that we've had to deal with. Um, interesting on this one that, uh, that uh, they have another producer join them with Mike Will Made It. Hmm. And uh, Mike quick Will your Made pen. It! Hey, he, that's his... <laughs> that, uh, uh... <laughs> sorry sorry my bad my bad you're right <laughs> uh, this was sorry, honestly one of the first tracks that really didn't uh, click with me uh, yeah it, it's because the thing is it's another one of those like I said the lo-fi hip-hop kind of uh, inspiration um, but it doesn't have that same uh energy of some of the other ones that we've already gone through you know didn't quite have the hook there either at the uh for the chorus uh i don't know who this is singing right now uh is this kano or is this uh roxanne roxanne this is roxanne uh, she has a beautiful voice uh Okay, so this is Kato here being the... And uh, honestly, he didn't really do much of anything to stand out. Sorry, Kano, but... I was I was hoping... Yeah. yeah. You know, we've just seen it better versions of this song on the same project, so that's kind yeah. of the problem here. <laughs> Nothing's egregious. It's good. It's just one of those of... Eh. This song's it, kind of already on this project. It is. It, it does kind of like, it gives me like a little bit of a low point there, but then it kind of, it goes into this this other song. Probably my favorites. Oh, sorry. This one is actually. Of the, yeah. Oh. You're right. One of the strengths. One of, one the, of the strongest songs. Yeah. I, I thought I thought we were talking about another song, but this is still a very strong song as well. <laughs> um, but like, this is also, this is the song that uh, Kevin showed us for his, uh, for his, uh, some of that. And some of that here's some of that uh, dream pop you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's it's so it's happy. Very much has it, especially when that guitar right here. Yeah. You know, hey, it doesn't have to be sad to be dream pop. It's true. I know. It's just like it's just like the the messaging though is sad because it's like being being sad. Like it's 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 literally in French saying I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, I, I just think that I don't know. It's just. It's just cool. I, all I wrote for this song was being sad about a fair relationship, but in French. But in French. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, guest here, Fatamata Diawara, she's a French blues singer, and that like combining here with gorillas is a great like combination of the genres here. Uh, one of my favorite things is about the whole project is that they do a. Uh, little snippets of like them on the phone as like the band members and whatnot and the drummer russell hobbs uh mentions on one of the video tracks uh what can i say about desolate they say sorry is the hardest word if that's not true 
Try saying anti-establishmentarianism with a mouthful of gluten-free cronuts <laughs> on a speedboat without licking your lips. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, he's and right. That's, 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 that's honestly, that's one of my favorite things about Gorillaz is just like the humor that's inherent. Like, sure, all of these songs have a, kind of a melancholic tone that we've been discovering in the meaning of the lyrics, but when you're looking at the band as a whole, there's very much a humor and lightheartedness that goes along with the band. Yeah. I could just, uh, like, it, it, like, I picture a hipster DJ playing this and thinking he melted everybody's faces, like, just dancing. I mean, melted mine. I don't know why. <laughs> like, no, no, it's amazing, but, like, just, like, I, I just picture, like, this blowing some minds of, like, so it, you never heard of these guys before. Just because it sounds like such a special song, and then they don't realize that it's just uh, the gorillas. <laughs> uh, it, so I went sound... back and oh, oh, oh no, Before. go ahead. I was gonna say I went back through uh, the videos here to I rewatched all the episodes before hopping on pod here, and this one here takes. so much so much easier <laughs> we got snow fucking like stupid i own a house now i own driveway it was stupid mm-hmm. anyway this is by far my favorite track on this album and me shit But god damn it, it's probably the reason why, but like best, because it sounds This is just the best song on the album. Oh, it's a and I, song. First one that they wrote was the first one where it's it's good whatever this is attached to it's just gonna be perfect like yeah. slow tide yep. crushes his uh, it's oh oh my god it's so cool ben, just ben loves this because he could just picture skank into this yeah i could god damn it so <laughs> but like the thing the thing also like that guitar in the beginning it like it has that feeling because of how what we've all went through throughout this entire album beforehand where he's like it, it feels like you know like I, I guess kevin said there was ascending in one but then like it also feels like you're descending a lot and like you get to like that low point with like dead butterflies but then it's like the guitar in the beginning of this song has like this hesitantly hopeful sound and that's what it, it does for me plus it does sound like scott like i feel like i could see uh, this is like a fucking specials cover or something, but it's not. <laughs> and like, there's three key changes here that happen, and it's just like each one builds on top of the other one, and it's just like, I, I think I've played th- this was had to have been one of my top five songs of last year, uh, in terms of my Spotify plays. Just yeah, you know. I'm surprised it wasn't for me either. 
I did listen to it a ton too. Yeah. I'm surprised you picked this. Uh, you, you picked Desolée over this song for your for your album pick. I uh, just really liked uh, how Desolée fit on the uh, uh, yeah. vibe of that playlist. Uh, like this year, feels like a track that you discovered. I think that's why you pick that versus this, where it's like you guys should know this already. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this. This just always existed and has been in my brain forever, right? Like, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. It's that uh, earworm effect where this song, it this song just sounds like something that already existed, but it does didn't, and that's why we need it. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Like I, I do like now that I think about it. Like when he picked Desolée, like it definitely fits the rest of what the album sounds like too. Where this one is kind of I wouldn't say a one-off, but like it's still fucking awesome. But like you don't really hear these kind of sounds in the rest of the album. It's, it's so good. It's perfectly sequenced because if it was earlier, you would maybe forget about it or it mm-hmm. just wouldn't match. The fact that it's at the end, especially after you get some dreary songs. Mm-hmm. It makes it feel even more affirming of the momentary bliss. Yeah. Oh man, that's so good. It's so good. Uh, and again, when it's like one of these kind of big collaborative efforts, another reason why you know it's such a strong track is you wish there would be an entire band of slaves and Slothai and uh, gorillas now. <laughs> like you want to hear an entire I, album that sounds like this. I absolutely need that album. That would be just. <laughs> absolutely my entire everything so like that's also why it it it, it really is if not well it's my favorite i guess too (laughs) Uh, but yeah uh definitely a highlight um now track here i would say like this is kind of a big track right there mostly instrumental in the beginning there uh and i think they kind of like i don't know it seems like I don't know whether to say it's a, a transition song or if it's a palate cleansing song. I, I, it could maybe be both. I could, I don't know. But like just the way that this one starts out with that instrumental, it's 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 really, really good. It's just funny that, you know, we've been talking about drugs the whole time and now this one's called Opium. With, uh... And this is going back into like blur mode of these really long um, tracks that take a journey. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, Damon mentioned to. that uh, this was one of the tracks that he was most excited to play live, uh, even to the point where they put out the uh, live cut of it on YouTube uh, from their, they did like a three day concert series going over like this, plus then a whole bunch of other songs. Uh, and then, have y'all listened to Earth Gang? I have not. Uh, they've been one of the groups that I've been meaning to get to just because, and I think it might be more of just an aesthetic thing that they kind of look like Andre 3000, but people have been comparing them to Outkast or at least Andre's uh, songs off of Outkast. And this entire song like does a great example of reeling me in if I wasn't already with that kind of recommendation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it also kind of starts like, this is as I call it, the vibe stretch in this between opium, simplicity, and severed head. The, 
for yeah, as much as much. as much as all the songs here are kind of eclectic and to themselves over the course of the album this is like a stretch of three songs where it's like if i wasn't paying attention i wouldn't have known when a track started or when a track ended versus like the last three tracks that we just did where each one has its own distinct sound mm-hmm. yeah let's start like let's I get said, on. like that that's why it reminds me a little bit of the, of blur of their blur days is kind of uh like uh what one did we share with chris uh that was 13 13 13 because yep. it was our 12th episode and i was really mad about that reminds me of <laughs> reminds me of reminds me a bit of that so this is the thing is, oh second oh no i have to sneeze you keep talking okay sure i was gonna say like <laughs> oh no now I'm, now I'm waiting for it <laughs> oh god that's it that's gonna be the uh spreading the disease for sample size sunday right there that's it the sneeze got it on me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh we're in three different three different places and he still managed to get us all wet you know what i'm saying anyways uh <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to that, so this is another part of that vibe for you, Kevin, the simplicity from... Yeah, uh, uh, and then also, like, known as the policewoman is just great. She's amazing if you want. Like, and that's also kind of one of my favorite parts. I know I kind of brought it up before with saying how it put on legends and then also new people. In terms of, like, discovering new people, Joan as the policewoman was one of them for me on this album here. Like, I... Just go check her out. I can't recommend her highly enough. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get to let's get to that other um, other part of the vibe for you. And then severed head. Severed heads. Yeah. Uh, this one with Unknown Mortal Orchestra, like other great band. Just, I, I have nothing but compliments, but as I said, all of it kind of really bleeds together. Uh, yeah, I, it's just it's just a so vibe to, here to... Yeah. Very much so, uh, to like, uh, the Maker Outstay. Uh, uh, along with you guys, I have made sure to keep listening to this, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I was doing so while playing demon soul oh <laughs> um so one of the hardest My games God. ever getting yeah ass. absolutely fucking rocked um <laughs> but uh during this vibe section uh the music died down a bit like the dramatic music <laughs> it just it didn't calm me down because i was getting my fucking ass beat and i was focused but it was just funny I, all of a sudden it comes down into this like chill music <laughs> <laughs> spiders biting my head off mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you just hear this like mm-hmm. yeah it's like yeah you're dead but cat. at least you're having a good time calm right? me down for a minute God and Almighty is like King Mark. Yes. Um, With love to an. I want to get to this next one because I do like this one. This one does separate um, a little the chorus, bit. Like, from I, me, it I honestly was chorus. jarring for me to be completely like for sing. the vibes to go into this here. Then 
it, this it's so bombastic. Yeah, I just it, yeah, it reminds me of my uh, Takei Maids uh, uh, mm. selection for best album. Same thing of that. Uh, just has this powerful chorus that you just wanna. I don't even want to <laughs> sing along to. You know, I, I was gonna say there's a word in there that I'm not allowed. I to just want to so. support her, man. I just want to. <laughs> Uh, but one of my co- yeah. favorite things when uh, doing a little bit of research on this, uh, the lady being featured here, Moonchild Sanali, uh, she describes her genre as future ghetto punk, which is just a fun group of words to put together that I've never yeah. seen before. Wow. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was uh, saying I, I mean, like that. <laughs> I love. I love. I love the mm. bells here too because it reminds me. Remember? Uh, oh yeah, for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, for Christmas. Oh man, yeah. it's the same bells. <laughs> I say I do like that. Like th- this beat. is like why genres are just kind of like saying someone's a certain genre is just kind of shit because like this album proves like it's seven or eight different genres. I don't know. It's just it's just music. It's just art. It's great stuff. Like why does it have to be have a, I mean, a genre attached to it? That's a good. Yeah, that's a good time to bring up R.I.P. M.F. Doom uh, because of his inspiration of creating so many damn sub- subgenres in rap. Uh, the king of the subgenre in that sense of like, yeah, it's all technically rap or hip hop, but it's kind of hard to like just say it's that. Right. And it's for that reason. And that's why we have, you know, he's not the only one, but that's an example of somebody that just made all these so all these range of songs and it would just it made the subgenre of everything kind of explode mm-hmm. those uh creators at the forefront of all that so yep. uh in mf doom who we just lost is a great example of that and that's why we'll get into that of just somebody that just created so many different sounds and proficient in so many different ways that you have to come up with new ways to describe their sound i uh but real real but advent of the uh, internet like just somebody who yeah and that's kind of also like one of the things here that i really liked about uh this album and then also like this is very much an of the times thing you can't make this album like 10 15 years ago mm. where you know, and I think some of, and a lot of that is also is hip hop finally getting its place as an accepted art form. Um, they accepted, you know, like where they can expand. You know, that's another thing too. And uh, gorillas were the beginning of that, and now they're back to where a bunch of people caught up with what they were doing. You know, mm-hmm. when we were growing mm-hmm. up. And so now it's a, it, that's why it's also great that they're back because then you get to see their take on it because you gotta. It, what they did inspired a lot of this, I feel. Because, I mean, they were everywhere. They were huge, you know, Feel Good Incorporated was a song of the summer for, like, three summers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, lo- love this one. And, uh, MLS, my- uh, and I love Peggy. This is honestly, like, um, the most straightforward sounding I think I've ever heard Peggy. Yeah. It's like still so fucking slick, it, and that's like between that and then also the Japanese uh, or Chinese choruses uh, out of Chai. 
That's who is also on it here? Yeah, it's yeah Chai. Japanese. Uh, it's, it's so slick. Yeah, it, it just reminds me even with like Desolée, even if you don't know what they're singing, if it sounds good, you don't care. You just make up the ones in your head. Right. Right. <laughs> Remember that I, one I song that everyone loved that no one knew? Oh yeah. Uh, what one were you going to talk about? I was going to talk about, style? yeah, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, I was like, you called it right away. <laughs> good job, good job, Ben. I was like, you knew, you already knew. It's just like Gangnam Style. No, I'm not saying. It's just like <laughs> no, no, no one no, knew what no, they no. were saying. Absolutely. We should make a Gangnam Style episode. We should. It's just that one song for. Remember, I showed you, showed you guys what Sai said that one. Like had that one song. Yeah. <laughs> Blowing up America. Like. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Blow up America. <laughs> Death to America, basically. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I get it. Uh... <laughs> All right, let's get the last song here on this album. The last song is How Far. R.I.P. Tony Allen. I don't know if this was honestly supposed to be a song on the album, but after he passed away, it was something that they had been working on together with each other. Uh, They decided to release it uh, as a tribute to him. Uh, Tween, Skepta's... uh, that intro part right there and then also the lines about the three seats you need in your life it's been stuck in my head since may also i look forward hard. to whichever premium tv makes a uh show with this as its title credit song like whatever british underground gangster uh tv show this is like the opening credit song like it, it's perfect it just goes hard it makes you want to play the bass on this just want to pop your head or keep pumping the bass. Yeah. Right, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think this is a, I think this is a great... Thump the Thump the bass. I think this is a great ending to the album, too. Like, I don't know. It seems like it's got a little bit of every song before it into this mm. one. A little bit. Like, a little bit. Maybe, like, there's more than others, but, like, I kind of feel like it's... It, it, it is a it is a great tribute, so like that's probably why they have it at the end there, but I don't know, it feels like it also kinda of sums up the album a little bit in my mind. Yeah. It just sounds, sounds like somebody's coming to hit in the face. Yeah. Also I just love Tony Allen's uh smoky voice there at the end. And I feel like if there was if there's a running theme for the gorillas it's there needs to be at least one point where it sounds like we got some spooky guy on uh a kind of a kind of time waits a tribute if you will of uh uh, someone who's (laughs) yeah and that's the album that's the album right there hell yeah so glad we got a chance to listen to this uh, there is a spoiler that we are going to do an MF Doom album next week. Uh, uh, we talked about them. I weeks. wanted to bring that up. Two weeks? All right, two uh, weeks. Sorry. Uh, breaking and entering. We're breaking. Oh, we're doing breaking and entering last year, next week. That's right. Um, but yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Can't wait to do that album too. Can't wait to know which album we're going to do. But uh, before we get out of here, I noticed that we do have one hyper specific question. One hyper specific, real. Uh, from me to you. 
What's your music resolution yes. slash resolution? Wait, 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 Jesus yeah. Christ, the song is still going. Oh my God. Hold on. Let's first, let's get, let's get Chip to stop. Okay, well that worked out. Anyways, uh, all right, now. All right, now do the drop. Let's do the drop. Hyper specific. Okay, hyper specific time. Kevin, you got one single question for all of us that now everyone knows. So please repeat What's your... yourself. What's your uh, music resolution for 2021? My music resolu resolution for 2021 is to look into albums a little bit more than I have. You know, I feel like I am able to talk about albums uh, as well as I can, but I feel like I want to look into them more instead of just like relying on how the music sounds. Because I can only go so far saying, yeah, the guitar sounds great here. So, uh, so I want to look into it more and see why, see why uh, the album sounds the way or it was written the way it was. Hey, to be fair, sometimes it is just because the guitar sounds cool. <laughs> sometimes you and overthink shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. Uh, mine is to write my first songs in a decade. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done that. Huh? Hey. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Good. What about you, Kevin? What about you? Uh, breaking out of my comfort zone a little bit. I'm uh, gonna venture into some genres that I might not uh, either a know of or b have a bit of an aversion to. Yeah, that's awesome. Badass. Love that. That's some good stuff right there. Well, that's the show. All right. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter for all that good stuff. Kevin, of course. Thank you for joining us. Tony. Wait, no, not yet. Hold on. I'm Benny K. You are uh, Tony. Just, just Tony. Tony, just Tony. We're out of here. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.